The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. What is this? Pride, move these people back. Welcome to Subversive Cinema. Oh my god! I never forget a face, especially if I'm sad on it. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is your host, Art Hall, back with another edition of Subversive Cinema. I am here to be your wrangler of the weird, your purveyor of the peculiar, and your diplomat of the disturbing. And today I am super stoked because this movie is straight up what subversive cinema is really all about. We're talking about Butt Boy from 2019, directed by Tyler Kornack. And to discuss this awesome, awesome movie with me is Chris Walls. He's back. You may remember him from A Human Centipede. So this is the second movie that involves uh, butts that I have uh, made him get <laughs> get through. So Chris, um, were you, ha- you happy I made you watch this one? No. <laughs> I don't believe you for a minute. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, I'm not. I, 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 you know what? We're gonna go into it, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's um, it was different. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly, different is the key, and different is what makes this movie so fucking cool. So here's the deal. Butt Boy tells the story of this guy named Chip Gachell, who goes and gets his first prostate exam, and the doctor administers this exam and it opens a world of possibility for chip and he suddenly becomes obsessed no i mean i should say he becomes addicted to putting things in his butt and it quickly escalates it starts with him using a bar of soap in the shower then he graduates he graduates to a remote and then um a brush and then the family dog (laughs) Yeah, and it escalates to him actually um, uh, putting a a small kid, a baby, in his butt. Um, eventually, a grown man. Yes. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that eventually. But you know, <laughs> after after he sees how far this has gone, a baby, a baby. Now, by the way, this isn't crazy graphic or anything. This is all really alluded to. It's very much yes. cinema of the mind, and that is just what makes us so fucking wonderful is it it, you just get to imagine what's happening uh so after he explores and and falls prey to this this sea of addiction you know smash cut to nine years later he's in aa this is really the only sort of support program for an addict that you know he can do that's sort of a, um, a parallel you know for what he's going through and it isn't until a new guy joins the group Detective Russell Fox, and he comes in as a legitimate alcoholic who's also on the hunt for this guy who seems to be making things disappear in his butt. And then it just goes into this crazy neo-noir movie from there, including, as Chris said, up to a grown man going inside the butt. But we'll get to that eventually. So... God, this movie, it, it, it subverts all of your expectations at every single turn. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the first 10 minutes 
it's like you're really seeing the journey of this addiction and you're not sure what kind of movie you're watching. And then you get to like one of the coolest, in my mind, coolest yet simple um, opening credit sequences. It's one shot. Great fucking music, which, by the way, is done by this group called Feathers, which is actually the director Mm -hmm. slash the star, Tyler Kornak, and the writer's group. They actually made this music together while writing the film. And it has a, 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 a man, I just can't stop. But yeah, so let's let's start talking about the, the, the characters, Chris. So who stood out to you? Hmm? <laughs> well, uh, you know, as far as as far as characters that that's that that stood out and and some of these are small characters, you know, and, and some are large. I mean, obviously, obviously, Butt boy himself. Ah, uh, yes. Chip. I mean, just ju- yeah, just the way that he battled this addiction of of constantly having the need of things up his ass and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, you know, and like you said, it really in the first like eight to 10 minutes, which, which I timed it of, you know, one of your, one of your questions is, you know, the story and what happens and doesn't make any damn sense. And I know we're going to get to that. So I don't want to jump ahead, but the reality of it, of it is in the beginning, it kind of makes sense because, he never had anything up his ass and he had the finger up his ass. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I kind of like that. But how that accelerated from a medical exam to putting the family dog up his ass in a matter of eight minutes <laughs> before the even opening credits happen. Um, yeah. At that point, I would say it sort of made sense for the first eight minutes. And then after that, it does not make any sense. <laughs> Au contraire. I say, I say it makes perfect sense until we get, towards the end which again we'll get there i think you're giving it a lot of time i mean listen it was a fun movie okay don't get me wrong it was a lot of fun i went into it with a total open mind i knew nothing about this movie when i watched it nothing i didn't watch a preview nothing i just went into it and said whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and in the first eight minutes the dog disappears up his ass (laughs) <laughs> well th- what's what's great about this is it's all told through a very controlled lens that is very reminiscent to me of some david fincher work which is what really lends this movie a, 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 a very weird feeling of gravity and that kind of is what helps the disorientation because we're really talking about a concept that is so fucking far left field Oh, yeah. but done with this beautiful balance of being completely serious, but also yeah. completely aware. <laughs> and look, I have, I have a section. I have two sections I want to play um, before I get into my characters, just to give an example of some of the dialogue in this that I think is just brilliant. So this first one is just to show you what I consider some of the peak dialogue because it's just so evocative in its imagery. Uh, Let me go ahead and cue this up. I miss everything about it. I miss the smell. I miss that crisp sound it makes when you pour it over ice, you swirl it around in your glass. It's like hearing fucking Christmas bells. Things immediately begin to look different, feel different, you know? It's all about that warmth. It starts from your head, 
And it moves right down to your feet. And you feel warmer and warmer until you're numb. And in one fucking second, all your problems are just... So that's him talking about uh, his favorite drink, Tom Collins, as an alcoholic. Now, I want to compare that dialogue to something that is very simplistic, yet brilliant in its own way. Okay, let's see. I'm going to cue it up right here. Actually, you know what? Hmm. I got this real long drive ahead of me. I'm really gonna take a shit. Do you mind? You got a shit right now? Yeah. Alright. You sure? Cause yeah, it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, not to cut you off, Art, but yes, I mean, you know, the, the 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 characters that, you know, back to the question, and I know you just played two clips there, but Fox, the the the, the, the detective, cop, yeah, the detective, he his character is great, and also I just want to say the actor himself was great. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he did a phenomenal job, and the way that he he you know took it so so seriously and really just um, you know really played that part, I thought he did a great job. They all did. Overall, I thought all the performers were strong. I mean, there's, there's only one or two, actually only one that I can think of that wasn't that good. Uh, and that was the lady cop. I didn't buy her, but everybody else, they, they lived who they were and they were so real. <laughs> they were on, they were, they, they were taking it very, very seriously. You know, that this guy was putting everything up his ass, but yeah, Fox is definitely, um, you know, I, I would say definitely the most memorable, hardest hitting character of the whole, of the whole thing. Also, on two small parts, the the boss of the office, who is a complete toolback, I thought he was. He is on my list too. Yeah, he's a complete. You know, he's like that stereotypical office. You know, we're all in this together. We're all family, even though we're not. We only work together. You douche. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he likes to sing and all that stuff. So he, I thought he was an interesting character um, to watch. And uh, yeah, that's just what I got. What do you got, Art? You mean this guy? One of you is going to be moving up the ladder in this, this hectic and, and demanding world that we call business, okay? Now, he's been with the company around uh, eight years now, uh, and he's worked his freaking butt off. That's the thing about it. Worked his freaking butt off. And I think he may know his name. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it goes a little something like, what is it? What, what, John, John Lee? Okay. He's the boss we yeah. all know. <laughs> We all he is. We've all worked for somebody like that or worked with somebody like that. Everyone has. Yeah. He is so such a spaz. Like yeah, he yeah. is just, he's a mile a minute later when Chip uh, apparently puts the uh, a certain sort of perseverance plaque that was in the office up his butt and it's missing. It is <laughs> as if they stole this boss's fucking firstborn child. Oh, he was mad. He was so upset. Um, so he was on there. Actually, another character who's on my list is the doctor who starts it all. He is only on screen for maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half, has all of two or three lines, 
but there's something about his performance is so memorable to me. He <laughs> he has way too much fun with this and not in a weird sexual way. It's mm-hmm. almost like a dominant sort of controlling thing he has with Chip where he forcibly turns Chip around and pushes him down. And then he takes time putting on the gloves very sloppily while he's playing a mouth horn or whatever. Yeah. It's literally the least comforting thing a doctor can do for your first prostate exam. And he doesn't lube. Gives no. no warning. Just goes in. Yeah. Hard. And you can see it. It's, it's again, it's Hard. like this power play. Yet it changes Chip's life. And that, that guy, that he, he, man, he stuck out. The doctor definitely did. I had him on my list as well. <laughs> so, man, it's it, all, all the characters in this are so great. I mean, even from like the smallest thing, like the guy's wife, Chip's wife, from her very first time you see her, right? She's on the phone when he comes home and he goes to kiss her and then she pulls away. And yeah. He and poor Chip, I mean, you immediately feel for him, right? And he's yeah. just like, well, I, I, you know, just try to kiss you. <laughs> and she comes back with the best line. That's nice. And then turns away. It's like, so what cold. kind of unhappy marriage is this? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. It so was cold. so wonderful. But it is kind of weird that she uses the landline as much as she does. But I think that's what's interesting about that, though, is it's kind of gives this movie a bit of a timeless element where I'm not quite sure when this movie takes place. Right. Because the detective drives an older car. Chip drives an Very older old car. car. They're using yeah. computers that are square with the, uh, the flat screen monitors, but they're still square. But they're using floppy disks. I'm just not sure what the timeline is. Well, that, that, and that brings me to to one of the thing talking points that I had. Speaking of floppy disk, is like how do you have surveillance CCTV video footage on a three and a half floppy? <laughs> like, what? Like, what has it got? Two seconds of video on it? Like, <laughs> well, maybe it's recording in three sixty, and perhaps maybe. you know they did that that trick where you punch a second hole to make it high density, or you trick the computer yeah. into thinking there's more room. I was when I saw that, and then the three and a half floppy, and that was like the whole thing that everybody was after was that that missing video footage. Yeah, the three and a half floppy. I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. I, I know <laughs> they they did that on purpose, and again, I think that's part of the self awareness because they could have done sure. a DVD, they could have done a, a thumb drive. No, they did it on purpose. You're right. I agree. They wanted I to agree. keep it somewhat timeless, but at the same time, absurd, and um, that just worked. <laughs> it, it definitely did. It definitely did. So lots of fun characters. We already went through some of the narrative here. So let's actually break down the narrative and see, does it make any damn sense? And, you know, let's take apart the uh, the idea that this man is capable of, of consuming large items into his anus, which I'll admit, when watching, I was very curious on how this was being accomplished. For the smaller things, it makes sense. But once right. the dog disappeared, then I was like, wait a minute. That's funny, but how? And then <laughs> after the confrontation in the alley by the, the, the plant, we see the butt vacuum, <laughs> a fucking vacuum from his anus that blows out a car window and almost pulls the detective and his car in. It was by far, I got to tell you, laugh out loud moments as I'm watching. And I understand 
throughout the entire movie, they never show his ass ever. And, and, and he's just putting things up it. He's wearing a robe, whatever. Then you just see things disappear. So it does leave a lot to the imagination. But in that one scene where Fox gets back into his car and you see the window blow out and he's like, what the fuck was that? And he turns around and he looks in his side view mirror of his car and you just see the ass. You see the ass sucking everything. Just, you just see was, the mooning. It almost sounds like the ass was talking to him like it was demonic. Like I don't know if you could pull that scene. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, I can. So why don't we go? It almost ahead. sounded like the ass said something. Why don't we take a look and see? Here, here's a uh, fox in the car. I'm down at the power plant. Ah! The Okay. It almost sounds like. Have you ever seen that that movie War of the Worlds? Yeah, it's like those the the the, the with Tom Cruise like with the with the with the things. That sounds like the noise that those. That's things what it was. Make. So it wasn't really the butt talking, but it was more no. of like the 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 vacuum and the power of it breaking like the sound. Oh, dude, when I saw that, oh my god, I covered my fucking mouth and I, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> fucking butt like, vacuum that put the whole dude. movie that put the whole movie into perspective though <laughs> it did you know what it was though it, it it took it again here's the thing with this movie just when you think you've got something figured out they turn a switch and then they the, it, the course changes and the intensity ratchets up when that happened oh man then i realized first of all it was silly and ridiculous but then i also realized how fucking dangerous chip and his butt are yeah i mean got so powerful his his ass got so powerful that it could it could suck people into it yeah <laughs> it's um, beyond addiction it, it, yeah and it's like it's it's almost like it the question is was he addicted to the feeling that he would get of the actual item actually you know what no early on you would think oh he just likes having things in his butt but yeah. when you see this, I think it's the addiction of the power. I think it's it's addiction to being able, it's like a superpower and being able to control things. Um, uh, speaking of things in his butt, I have to say that there's a wonderful montage that happens when he's getting reacquainted with his addiction. He pops on that one song, that sort of 1960s, 70s, you know, bubblegum pop. And yes. you got this montage between him putting random things in his ass while the detective's trying to figure out what's happening and he's fighting this urge to drink again. Yes. And it, it's, it's so absurd and so magical, but it's, it's like, it's great because it's showing how both of these men are losing control. Yes. If you look at it that way, it's ingenious. If you look at it another way, it's just, it, it, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like it, it, it just, it's so outlandish on how they how they revisit their their uh, their addictions. I mean it's real if you look at that part of it because people deal with real addictions, but this guy is addicted to his asshole. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. Have you if you would have heard the following clip, how excited would you have been to watch this movie? 
So you're asking me to go off this theory you got about a white married male who happens to be a father living in the suburbs of Critica County, who also happens to be your AA sponsor, which I might add, has been secretly running around cramming objects, animals, and children up his asshole. Then he somehow digests them, and he does this in sprees, almost in serial killer fashion. Is that about it? I mean, wouldn't you be all in? Yeah, I, I would be all in. I, I would have to see that. I would have to see that. Like, I'd have to see how the, how could you pull that off in a script? <laughs> and you know, I was very curious because when it came to push came to shove, and there was the big encounter in the laser tag um, yeah. game, and you know, uh, Russell shoots Chip in the leg. Chip somehow gets the upper hand and sucks him in to the vortex. <laughs> Yes. And then the movie does another flip on us. What could they possibly do next? Take you inside his butthole. Yep. The people living. How is it with people living in his ass? That's what I loved. Actually, there was a couple questions I did have about that. But I like how the kid who's taken from work was still there alive. It was almost like... The dog was still there. The dog was there. Dog's clearly older. But it was hilarious is how... You know, the kid's there and he's like the survivor in this wasteland. He's like, don't worry, you'll get used to the smell. Welcome to the suck. You know, it's like <laughs> killing this guy, this grown up, what's what? And then the big surprise okay. is the cop's kid. That kid in yeah. the beginning was his kid. And the it kid is up. alive and well in there. Well, not well, but couple years older. Couple the years kid older. looks like, yeah, he can't talk, but he looks like a remnant out of Mad Max. He's got these weird goggles yeah. on and the strange set of clothing. I'm guessing they just take whatever they can that gets sucked up in there. How they eat, I don't know. They they do eat something. They, it, it looked like they were eating. I mean, honestly, it looked like they were eating shit. It did too, but nobody had the facial reaction. But then again, no, nobody. Had, well, when you live in it, I guess it's. That's what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. But that's what it looked like. That was kind of disgusting. And obviously the plaque that oh, yes. um, was stolen, they saw the plaque and he was smearing it off. He was cleaning. Yeah, to, he to was read cleaning it. it. It was all smeared across. So it looked like that was that was feces. But again, um, they don't they, they don't they don't they don't, uh, you know, they don't they don't show what that really is. No. So uh, that was it was very funny, though, because. To me, the movie, again, it had so many different pitches and tones while maintaining a consistent tone, which is really hard to do. They maintained this overall sense of serious but aware throughout. The, the, the way it was shot was consistent. The sound design was consistent. The music, everything about it was consistent. Just the imagery did start to get jarring as we went, you know, when we get inside the butt. That was like this weird inside of Mount Doom at Lord of the Rings, this red world with, you know, sort of like like the floating things in the air, like in the upside down and Stranger Things. And then they start experimenting. Well, wait, things come in. I wonder if we can make things go out. And out goes the bar of soap. And it's again mirroring the beginning. The bar of soap was the first thing in. Bar of soap is the first one out followed by the remote. But remote control. And well, I think what ultimately happened was, I mean, if you remember, he went for another um, colonoscopy. Yeah. And the and, and Fox was there and he like heard, you know, he heard a ruckus. And that's when he walked over and saw the fingers. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and the, and the, and it was a woman doctor this time, and she's like, "You're a little loose. You're a little loose back here." <laughs> and his reaction: "Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, I wonder why." <laughs> I don't know. You took a six foot man inside your butt. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> Very ridiculous. So I don't want to get too far into the story before we, because uh, I really want to, I feel like that's going to tack on for the WTF factor. So you know what? Did the story make sense to me? I understood it. It made sense. There was a narrative that was there, beginning, middle, end. There was an arc. There was everything. Was it ridiculous? Of course it was. It was fucking ridiculous. It was insane, but it made sense. Doesn't mean it was sane, but you know, I think I think it was. I think it was fantastic as a story. It was. You know what? It was novel. It was unique, and the best part for me, what, what works with a good story, I don't see things coming, and. That's true. This, I mean, I could figure out that the cop that was probably his kid in the beginning, only because it's like he seems so passionate and and you know invested in figuring out who the fuck was this guy. That I said, I bet that's his kid. But mm-hmm. other than that, how they would handle the subject matter and how they would handle what happens surprised me every turn. It, it definitely did. One of the things that surprised me the most was, um, you know, the hot sauce. Oh yes, how that came to fruition at the end. Yes, uh, I had no idea what the purpose of that was when you were watching it. There was no clue. They made a big to do about it too. He's dousing his food with it, and then he puts it in a holster next to his gun, right? And he keeps it on him at all times, like hot sauce. And I mean, listen, there's people who bring hot sauce to their, their restaurants. You know what I mean? Their own hot sauce and things like that. I've known people who do that, but this this guy had a holster on his belt. <laughs> For his hot sauce. So yeah, it, it and, and the way that that all came together, I have to admit, I was I was pretty impressed. Well, you know, one thing I actually just for fun, I want to play this clip and see this if this says what I think it says, then this was such great foreshadowing that I I totally missed the uh Chekhovian gun sitting on the table. Let me let's listen to this for a second. Yeah. I'm good. My whole body will explode. I don't even remember that. I remember yeah. him saying something about what the hot sauce would do if he had that much in him. And now we're moving on to the WTF factor. Hey, man, let's talk about it. All the way to this film's crazy ass explosion of an ending. Chris, why don't you do the honors and explain since you were already sort of doing the lead up here? So apparently, you know, obviously the uh, they were fighting back from within his ass and they they, you know, they put the bar of soap and the and the uh, remote control and they were able to get that out of him. And when he saw that he had shot that out, he's like, what the hell? And took this elixir, which I guess he figured would, you know, hurt them or whatever it would do. And it did wind up killing the one uh, the one child. So it was at that point that Fox noticed, you know, he, he, the only tool he had left was hot sauce. So after dousing hot sauce throughout Chip's ass, he then lit a match. <laughs> right. He let the hot sauce affect the inner workings of the body. A natural methane reaction occurred. And then he lit that shit on fire. And in front of a room full of people who were there to 
honor this man who they called a hero, Chip, because they think that he got rid of this bad man. He blows the fuck up, spattering everyone in the room with his innards and himself. Yeah. Leaving behind the cop and his kid uh, and, and bits of him. The dog. Did the dog survive? The dog, actually, the dog got shat out earlier in the tub. Uh, Remember, he washed it and he left oh, it on yeah, the front he step. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. And then he, he, he ran back no, around to pretend good. like, oh, oh, where did the dog come from? Oh, the dog just found his way back. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I, you, Yes, you are correct. The only thing that I think would have really made that ending great is not only when he exploded, there was those people, but this pile of random shit and junk that he had just fell all over the stage. That would have been so epic, you know? And then like one of the guys from the office, cause his whole, you know, his whole office was there. They walk over and they find the plaque. Yes. I feel like that was a missed opportunity, but you know what? Most of this movie is practically perfect. So it's a, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's all right. And oh, I'll tell you, there's another character going back to all the way to the first thing that we talked about. There was another character that stood out that had a very, very small part. And it was the it was the um, impaired. Uh, yes, the guy uh, in the wheelchair. He was yes, awesome. The guy in the wheelchair. And, and he and he had a very small part in the beginning, but you saw him. And at the end, like, blood blew all over him. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was just funny. Every time you saw him the first time when the plaque was stolen, he's like, who the fuck would do that? gets guts all over him what the fuck (laughs) he was fantastic oh my god yeah and then look okay clearly we've hit up many things already without even getting on to the specificity of just wtf as as a category the whole movie is wtf the whole thing it it becomes slowly unwinding more and more i mean look the guy has an addiction to putting things in his butt it gets out of hand leads to what we initially think are the murders of people when we find out they're not dead that's a whole nother thing we get inside this guy's butt we see the butt vacuum in action i mean there's this this battle weary cop who's trying to get dry and sober and He's lost his ex-wife because of the kid was gone. Yeah. Oh my God. It, there's so much going on in this. It's it's a lot of a lot of depth um, to the characters, to Fox especially, I think. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I, I, I agree. But it all ends um, with Chip's ass. It it all ends with Chip's ass. So <laughs> this one is this is this is just magnificent seriously <laughs> but boy yeah you, you gotta see it you look don't take our you word gotta, for it just go fucking it. watch it you know just watch it <laughs> it's there, you know there's nothing nothing compares to this this is really right up the alley of what we're trying to do here so that brings us around <laughs> to the big thing you already know about the subversive sauce so chris how saucy and spicy do you think this is on a scale of one to ten I think it's, I think, you know, listen, if, if you, it's not overly graphic. So, right. I mean, some people would say, you know, that, that, that would make it, you know, a top end, but I, I think that this is, uh, this is pretty saucy in the fact that the, the story is just absolutely ridiculous. And, 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 but 
the funny thing is, how do you take a story that's so ridiculous that just like any normal person would take a look at this script and be like, you're out of your fucking mind. And then they actually make it and they actually pull it off with good actors and they actually make you believe that it's possible that this guy could suck things into his ass. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, um, you got to give credit where credit is due. I was highly impressed. <laughs> nice. I would yeah. personally, well, what would you give it out of, out of 10? Out of 10, you, you know, like I said, because it wasn't overly graphic, but I liked the way that it was done. I, I think I'd put it up there at an eight. Wow. Yeah, I think I put it up there. I got to be honest with you, because I came into it not watching anything about it, not knowing anything about it. And I was totally raw when I started watching it. And the turns that it took, yeah, I, it gave me a pretty big what the fuck factor without being graphic, yeah. which typically movies need to be graphic to do that, um, you know, or, or, or to give you a factor. So I like the way it was done. He did it in a script and with good acting and with just. Yeah, the special effects of his ass sucking everything in was interesting. So, yeah, I'm going to put it up there. I actually really like this movie, and um, I probably would not watch it again, but I implore everybody to watch it at least once. <laughs> well, I I would uh, I, I was a little bit more conservative in mine. I was actually going to give yeah. it a six, but you made some compelling arguments, and I think that I'll average ours, and I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, okay. Only in that, you're right, it was done well and not graphically, but because I have a feeling we're going to see some pretty graphic, gnarly stuff coming down the pike, I need to save a little bit of headroom for some of those. But I think you're right on with it's just pure what the fuck attitude and just absolute irreverent, but straightforward and serious storytelling. I'm going to have to give this a solid seven. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <clears throat> I'm with you. So um, thank you, Chris, for taking the time to check out Butt Boy. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see what we have you watch next. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> well, thank you very much again for coming out. It's been fun. Been great. Till next time, make sure you check out Butt Boy. I believe you can see that now on IMDb TV for free. And uh, Chris, didn't you say you caught it on Amazon? I did catch it on Amazon. Um, and uh, yeah, I used my wife's account. So that will be definitely on her uh watched uh films list when she logs in the next time so she'll be real happy to see that but uh yeah it is on amazon and you can view it there as well if you have a subscription excellent so everybody out there make sure you use your spouse's account put butt boy <laughs> in the rotation it will bring up a lot of great suggested videos to watch next yes it will <laughs> <laughs> until next time thank you again chris and thank you for tuning in for this episode if you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a review and a five-star rating at your preferred podcast provider. Tell a friend so they can check it out too. And follow us on Instagram at subversive underscore cinema for more content. Subversive cinema.